听 Grandeur YYFM. You're listening to YYFM. It's time for tales around the teapot, just for you. Breakfast with Phoebe, written and narrated by Diana Parsons. Live in the present. Why does my dear ancient great aunt Phoebe always say that? She must be exhausted if she has lived in every moment of her eighty-six years. I muse as I nod along to her commentary. She's sitting in her rocking chair with a blue padded headrest. Hmm, that must be ancient too. And I observe that she doesn't look exhausted at all. Old, yes, but not weary worn like me. No dark bluish bruised puffs under her eyes. Her sparrow like features lend her words a greater degree of significance her mouth enunciating each syllable, her beady eyes fixed on me, not missing a trick. She is indeed a wise old bird, oh, and I love her, with an adoring niece's passion. I really hope she won't pick up on my latest angst. We are having a jolly good nutritious breakfast, her words in the morning room of our extensive Victorian mansion, on one of the more salubrious streets in the market town she has lived in all her life. She invites me once a week because she knows I enjoy a mean fry-up. These snatched mornings with her are the highlight of my week, and I dare to believe they are the same for her as her contemporaries fade into oblivion, leaving her more isolated than she has ever been in the whole of her existence. I watch now as she lifts her delicately decorated bone china cup to her ruby red lips. I smile because I know when it is replaced in the saucer it will bear the mark of where those lips have rested on the elegant rim. A perfect shaped kiss. I used to be transfixed by this bow shape when I was a little girl. Not that you would find me leaving the shape of my mouth all over the china. A bit careless. But somehow, it's quite acceptable with great Aunt Phoebe. It's part of who she is. I've got one of those new tuby lippy things that you apply and then overcoat with a waxy substance that doesn't leave marks behind. I wonder if I should tell her that. But it would just not be the same if her cup did not bear the evidence of that ruby kiss. I would miss it, and I like it the way it is. Her present, her here and now, is so very different to mine. It's calm, uncomplicated and quite soothing to inhabit with her on these special mornings. She rises at 6.30am, not a moment earlier or a moment later. Her petite floral slippers 
eagerly await the insertion of her tiny feet with the bright scarlet varnished toenails. She doesn't possess a dressing gown, never has. On her only trip to the local hospital, she had to borrow my toweling one, which drowned her. Such a tyrant is viewed by her as an indulgence, an extra temptation to lounge around and become slovenly, instead of getting fully dressed to welcome the day and whatever it might hold. The neatly stacked mound of clothes on her boudoir chair, laid out in readiness the night before, is worked through meticulously until she is fully clothed and then and only then does she proceed to the bathroom. Morning ablutions have never been her favourite. Cast aside for her favoured bath time every evening at 7pm on the dot in her new tub-like contraption. Alongside the bath candles flicker on a tiny wicker table casting their flame onto the large glass of Sauvignon Blanc, filled almost to the top. Soft music plays on the new fandangled little speaker attached to her mobile phone that I set up for her to enjoy these moments. She spends at least an hour enjoying this blissful experience of soaking in blue redox and tells me it is where she gets all her inspiration for life. She talks to God, to a long-departed Henry, and to the children she lavished so much of her love and time on. All grown up now and scattered round the globe. In between this rising and relaxing in bubbles and music, sipping her wine, she will read, play solitaire, listen to the radio, do jigsaws, eat tasty snacks, watch a little television, but only a little. Rising from this bliss, she will oil herself from toe to toe in her favourite déclore, don a pair of silk pyjamas and select her wardrobe for the next day, before climbing into her cosy electric blanket warmed bed to sleep soundly until it all starts over again. I don't resent her present. I don't. It's just that mine is so different. That's why these moments with her are absorbed as some sort of nectar or promise of what could be sometime, somewhere in the future. The scramble of single-parent life is left behind at the stained-glass door the moment I enter as the soporific sanctuary envelops me. My whole body relaxes. I can hear it in my voice as I herald my arrival. It's quite extraordinary, really, because Harry kicked off again this morning and was late for school because he couldn't find his football boots. I had told him he was the last one to wear them which he hadn't found very amusing at all, and thrown himself into a rage, pulling cupboards open and jettisoning everything in sundry around the room. And he had stomped off to the car without a lunchbox. And the dog had escaped through the door she had left open. 
It took ages to retrieve Rufus from behind the dustbins. But all this just pales into insignificance as I prepare to have my weekly shot of life from Aunt Phoebe. I breathe in the smell of frying bacon that has seeped its way from the delightfully old-fashioned kitchen into the splendidly tiled hall. And I inhale it like an addict. So comforting. But not for Aunt Phoebe. She will want the windows to be thrown open to clear the smell any minute now. So I make the most of the mouth-watering aroma before this happens. Sniffing like a bloodhound. As I enter the breakfast room to take my usual seat in the big armchair she calls my throne. Sipping the tea that is steamy ready for me on the cantilever table. I absorb its calm. How lovely to see you, Annie. Almost ready, she shouts from the kitchenette just beyond. She doesn't look up from the tray she is loading on the kitchen side. Come and get it after you've carried mine through, won't you please? We move to the rhythm of the ritual. No deviation. Except today, for some reason, she's forgotten about opening the windows and appears to be in a more philosophical mood. Now we are seated, trays on laps, ready to dive into this banquet. I settle myself with a satisfying sigh, lost in a reverie about bacon and all things pig. When she wakes me up to declare with a wave of her diminutive hand, Launch yourself on every wave. The smile on her elfin face is beautific. Her eyes sparkling like gems. I consider her words as I wrap the deliciousness of the fry-up round my taste buds. Hmm, the most recent wave in my life was the one that swept through the kitchen when the washing machine pipe burst spewing soapy water across the newly laid oak flooring at an alarming rate. I suppose I did launch myself on it, or into it, with numerous towels ripped from their cosy nest in the air cupboard, and enough kitchen roll to stock a factory. But I don't think this is quite the wave she's talking about. I realise she is waiting for an answer to a question I must have missed as I chewed over the deluge in my kitchen. Her piercing gaze demands my attention. Her upturned nose is twitching. The stick which always rests against her chair now tapping as she sharply remonstrates. Annie, you're not listening. I raise my reeling head and try to focus. Sorry, Aunt Phoebe. I got distracted. It must be something in the air today. The windows! Open the windows! She commands. Fancy me forgetting to open the windows! It's the smell of cooking piggies! That's what it is! I stand obediently to grasp the handle of the top opener. A cool blast clears the air and my muzzy head. Aunt Phoebe, you are always right, I say with a broad smile. Satisfied that she now has my undivided attention, she continues. 
You do know the issue is not the actual problem, Annie. I lower my head to peruse the morsel of fried bread I've carefully saved to mop up the remains of the oozing egg, giving myself time to ponder what she has just said. I wonder if she's been reading the unravelling of my mind. Surely not. Am I that transparent? Guilt overwhelms and a rabbit hole in my thinking opens up, beckoning me to enter and disappear again. But the persistent tapping of her ebony stick stops me. Annie, it's your response to the issue that matters. Issues will always arise. The important thing is your response to what the world throws at you. So, are you going to allow the issue to define your future? Or is your response to the issue going to define your future? She really is waiting for an answer. If I had thrown in the towel and dissolved into a heap when Uncle Henry didn't come back, where would we all be now? There's a long silence. It begs an answer. She is right, of course. My dear great-uncle Henry, Akar the villain of the family, had just disappeared into thin air one day, gone to work and never returned, leaving great-aunt Phoebe with an empty bank account and four little ones to care for. Not two, like me. It was a family scandal. But I hadn't even mentioned my current predicament. John has only been gone for four weeks, and I've told no one, explaining his absence by talking about work commitments. How does she know? I hear her place her tray down and rise gingerly from her rocking chair to tap her way to sink into the chair beside me. Resting her wrinkled, arthritic hand on my shaking arm, with just one little squeeze, she cracks the wall of my defences, and a deluge of sobbing brings my weary head to rest on her shoulder. As she smooths my hair, stroking it gently, murmuring words of comfort, I feel the pain of rejection seeping from my body. She knows what it is like. She has lived it. Brought her children through it to maturity. And herself to a thriving and fruitful life in her latter years. Live in the present. Launch yourself on every wave. If she can do it, so can I. My opportunity will come to live in a better present, to launch onto different waves. And, in Great Aunt Phoebe's words, to believe in a different eternity. Thank you, Aunt Phoebe for the example you set for me to follow. I will do it.
Diolch am rando i YYFM am fwy o gynnwys fel hyn i ddiluniad lein ac i ar y ni wybod beth hoffech chi glywed nesaf, ewch chi it's yyfm.com. Thanks for listening to YYFM. For more content like this, to follow us online and to tell us what you want to hear more of, visit itsyyfm.com.